Hello guys, welcome to another episode of DogCast. I am your host, Joshua the Big Dog Lampton. I am also a host, the Deadpool excerpt. <laughs> well, this episode we, uh, we're going to go ahead and start it off with saying that Fast and Furious, okay? Fast and Furious has recently opened up about not only are they making a Fast and Furious 7, they're going to go ahead and make a Fast and Furious 8 and 9. There are three more videos, movies, I keep saying episodes, but I guess it's so so many episodes. So you many can basically call it an episode, episode. At this point. Fast and Furious is no longer a movie franchise, it is a TV show. <laughs> With just long couple, episodes. Couple, basically every episode is like a pilot, just two hours of... <laughs> but the the newest one, um, spoiler alert if you, did, if you didn't know, uh, they have caught up, if you watch the end of 6, they've actually caught up. With Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift 3, and now everything is current. And Jason Statham is the brother of, spoiler alert, the main bad guy. You don't remember his name from Ooh. 6? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to get into too much since you haven't seen no, I haven't. Fast Fast 6. But the main the main bad guy in 6, his brother, is the guy that ended up killing Han. Hmm. That's what... Okay, okay. You yeah, have to stay... About. It's one of those things you have to stay to the very end. Okay. You know. Anyways, so Jason Statham is now going to be into Fast and Furious 7th, 7th, and uh, Lucas Black. If you don't know who Lucas Black is, he is the main character from 3. He's like, he was the main guy from Tokyo Drift. He will be returning, and the Drift King will be returning for uh, Fast and Furious 7 as well. All right. And I saw that Lucas Black actually signed for all three movies. Yeah, all three seven, of them. 7, 8, and 9. Yes. So that could also tell you that... Well, I guess I couldn't really tell you that he won't won't die because, you know, Han he's dead in three yet and all the other ones. So I guess there's no he could die. I, I you know I was looking at that kind of like, well, you know, he isn't gonna die. But then again, if you look at it the other way, well, everyone seems to die. And oh, they're bringing back someone from number one. Really? Yes, they're bringing back the guy. I don't remember his name. Okay, you know, you know, you know the guy that drove the white Jetta. That got shot. Oh, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. He's I, supposed I, to be re- his name returning. Really? Yes. For which one? Seven? For seven. Okay. Yes. That's what I heard. But yeah, that's about all we have for Fast and Furious 7. There's really not too much out on it other than the fact that they have confirmed three more movies and Lucas Black and Jason Statham will be in yeah. that movie. That's about it for that one. But one of the cool things that we have is if you guys have already watched Avatar, I have actually not fully watch Avatar. Really? So, yeah, sadly okay. enough. Well, I, I'm not going to say it's like a huge deal. Go check it out right now, but you yeah. know, you get the gist. You get the gist. It was kind of a groundbreaking for movies for the 3D world because it was really yeah, the, the 3D it was, world. It was the first movie that really brought 3D past that uh, red and blue. It's because if you watch stage. the um, uh, like the behind the scenes kind of stuff, they did uh, live filming where they did two. They had two different cameras side by side, cops capturing everything. Where it was. Um, Actually, there's technically three. Uh, they had the, the the 3D aspect going on, and then they also were using the uh, you know the normal 2D camera. So everything was filmed, and it wasn't like an afterwards process. You know, where they took certain aspects and then filmed it. They were they were doing, they were using this new technique where they are able to um, like precision uh, measure the lenses because you know the way the way um, 3D films work is it's actually two different cameras are filming the the exact same thing but from two different angles slightly to the side of each other 
and that allows you to when you uh, combine them and you kind of shift them, which is you know the color the color thing is nothing to do with it. The color thing is just to identify which eye is supposed to be looking at what because your eyes are naturally going to follow the blue filter if you have the blue eye in, and the mm-hmm. other one with the red you know lens is also going to follow the red filter. And the way that works is that the, um, it combines the images so that you're seeing two different um, angles that it's filming at because you know you know like when you like you know all viewers out there right now close your left eye. What you're going to see is everything on your right side of your eye, and then you close, you know, the right eye, you just kind of flip back and forth between the two. You're going to notice very, very subtle differences. Um, but it's enough that um, it, uh, you know, can sep- your mind can separate, okay, this is one angle of it, and this is the other. It's, it's essentially what they're doing with these cameras now, is they're getting them so precisely close to what the human eye is um, uh, measured to in distance that it's able to create a very easy and um attainable 3d like like effect that um that they started introducing in the avatar film which looks way better than the cheesy blue and red yeah exactly because the cheesy blue and red would kind of give me a headache it it does after a while especially you know if if your glasses wear and you have to walk and then put 3d glasses on top of that in the movie theater it's hassle it's a hassle i know first world problems but (laughs) when it comes down to it um yeah avatar was uh, groundbreaking in that and you know uh, CGI effects and filming uh, live, um, getting a live feed. Uh, I don't know if you saw the behind the scenes on that too, but the way Cameron filmed it is he was um, getting a live feed of the 3D world he was creating, and the computer was generating the uh, scenery around him as he was filming, so he could literally have the camera in his hands and walk around in this CGI world. And it's very low grade, obviously, yeah. but these little pixelated plants here and there, and he's actually able to walk around on this forest he created by just walking around um, blue and green mats in a huge cool. warehouse, which is a cool concept. Yeah. It's, it's something they're going to start introducing in movies now where um, that way the directors can see exactly what kind of uh, angles they can get if they want to you know, do a slow glide past, past a fern. They can see exactly where that fern's at because it's generated in this 3D world. All they have to do yeah. is make sure that their CGI guys are running in the background make, making this, uh, this possible. But in that aspect, what do you have on uh, Avatar for us, Josh? So Avatar 2. Arnold Schwarzenegger has been confirmed for Avatar 2. Now, what on earth is Arnold Schwarzenegger doing in Avatar 2? That's a question I ask myself. No clue. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, my guess is he's going to play the classic role of some army guy, like some head leader, like he always is. Arnold Schwarzenegger really... He's getting old now, though. He's getting old. And there seem to be like, him and Sylvester Stallone, they just keep throwing them both in movies. They're like, <laughs> we got a movie. Nah, call up Arnold. I got a movie. Call up Sylvester. It's like what? They gotta, they gotta use them up before they're before they're done. I guess. Yeah, endless. They just keep using these guys for anything. But no. yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger is gonna be used in Avatar two. I had heard Avatar know. was gonna have a it was a trilogy originally, but now I'm hearing there's four parts possibly. Yeah. Well, originally there was five. So I have five. Oh wow. They actually I thought like, it was up on this too. Them back. Okay. Well, this was like this is right after Avatar, um, the first one came out mm-hmm. they had announced that well by now if we were to go off that scale we'd already be watching three that's true they've been bumping this all over the map it's been ridiculous they so were supposed far. to release one like every year because they were filming them well from what you were originally able to read online they were filming it like all at once was avatar 2011 or 2010 in december our junior year oh to 2010 yeah 2010 december 2010 avatar the first one was released and you know after that came out I went online and checked up on the information, and based on its success, I had read that James Cameron had said that he was hoping to make it into a trilogy, which I thought, okay, yeah. that's cool. And then I guess I just kind of stopped thinking about it, but five movies. Yeah. 
Good lord. Oh, and uh, what I do know is that the second one is based on the uh, leaked information on what the script is containing so far. Is that um, or at least the, uh, the you know the rough copies? I guess there's an actual script out there um, just yet. I may have to go look into that after this episode. But yeah. um, I would say that I had heard that uh, this is supposed to be taking place on a separate moon, same uh, same solar system, but it's going to be revolving around uh, Jake Sully and Natiri again, uh, the main characters from the last one, and they're going to. I also heard they were supposed to have a son by this okay. point, but it's going to be taking place on a different moon in um, that system, and I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't either. Um, I, I don't know. You know. Obviously, they'll find some way to get him there, but uh, it's supposed to be a kind of a traveling, because, you know, in the in the first one, they uh, their home was destroyed, their home tree, whatever the thing was called, and so now homeless aliens on a massive planet full of trees, you know, where are they supposed to go? Apparently to the next moon, over, and second star to the right. You know what? Uh, Straight on till morn. One of the fun, funny things. Speaking of Sylvester Stallone, I just remembered this. Sylvester Stallone has a movie coming out called Grudge Match. You seen anything? Oh, I had. Yet? Yeah, I had heard the name. It's like another Rocky movie. He's <laughs> playing another boxing role. It's kind of. What, is, is he going to be a trainer now? Is he going to be boxing? Arnold Schwarzenegger, as much as it hurts me, and Sylvester Stallone are turning into Nicolas Cage. <laughs> they are taking every role they are offered. I don't know if it's for money reasons. Or what? But they are like, literally taking Arnold, everything. Arnold needs to do it for uh, for his rep. I think at this point, yeah, he's, he's got a he's got a little bit. To, to, he's got to make somebody happy somewhere because so far he's been kind of uh, pretty much a hit and miss person as an actor. Yeah, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know him. You he's know, a Schwartz. Him. He's a Schwartz, but you, you know him. But uh, I think he needs to have some kind of a some kind of a rep boost somewhere. So yeah. But uh, I don't think Sylvester really has that excuse just yet. I no. heard, you know, they're all on for uh, Expendables three. That's yeah. uh, well underway. Yes, and that one's gonna have Bruce Willis oh, is not going no longer be in that. Really? What? You didn't hear about this? No, I hadn't. Bruce Willis is no longer going to be in Expendables three due to the fact, for money reasons, he's going to have a small role that was going to be for three filming days. Okay, they had offered him seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. For three filming days. No, 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 no. They'd offered him $750,000 a day. Good okay? grief. For those days. He said, no, I will not will not take that. He said, I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. I do not like them sour ham, okay? That's basically <laughs> what he said. What he wanted was a million dollars a day. And Sylvester Stallone was like, we're not going to do that. He's like, well, fine, I'll, I'll walk. And he said, sayonara. See ya. Because, okay, you're going to be on set for three days. You're getting $750,000 a day. Cry me a river about that not being enough money for you. Who do you think I... you are, Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> like, I mean... Oh, sorry, Robert. Well, you know, it'd be... It'd be one thing if he was going to be in the whole movie and something oh, minimal yeah, like that would be like, oh, yeah, like, he's there for three days. Would you turn down a role you're getting $750,000 a day for three days? No, no. But then again, we're not actors yeah, who get paid. Granted, this kind of... granted, we're not actors. So we don't know how much you know the average is. But if you want to look at it like this, Hawkeye made two hundred grand for the Avengers, and he was in the whole movie. Yeah, that's so, true. Seven hundred fifty grand. He, he's, for three he's also days. A Hawkeye, though. So could we get in a standalone? Yeah, that's true. We did talk about that, didn't we? On the, yeah. one, on the last episode, you never know. No, I, I guess. But you know, in that case, he's got something to look forward to. He did a good job as yeah. Hawkeye. I enjoyed him. Yeah. But um, oh, this speaking, is... speaking more of the superhero aspect, okay. Jamie Foxx, 
That's right. Electro. And we've already went over this. Yes, he's going to be Electro. But this is the thing. There's been more things revealed about the new Spider-Man movie. Not only is Jamie Foxx going to be the villain Electro um, in the next up-and-coming Spider-Man 2, the Rhino. Yeah, the Rhino. And um, he's going to be more of a... Uh, okay, here's what we know in the Rhino so far. He is a, he's a character. Uh, this was always kind of a suspect because of the game release, The Amazing Spider-Man, where the Rhino and Electro are both um, enemies in the game. Um, people were thinking, oh, okay, so the Rhino's in this world. Um, he's going to be in the next movie. That is confirmed, yes. Um, the Rhino is... Here's the facts. He's going to be played off as a Russian, um, an unintelligent um, buffoon, who apparently, at one point in the movie, will be robbing a bank, according to the uh, you know the interviews that were given with the actor. Do you think he'll be robbing the bank as the Rhino? Or do you think he'll be robbing the bank as his character prior to being in the Rhino suit? I think he talked about being in the rhino suit because he said, um, again, this is more along the lines of a quote, um, the suit will be able to withstand breaking into bank vaults. Okay. Yeah. So, that being said, yes, we have Rhino and Electro positive for the second Spider-Man movie out of the four. And what else do we have on Spider-Man 4 is... Uh, Scorpion. Scorpion. Is it, yes. is it going to be a villain? He's going to be either in the next one or the, the the third one. But this is our thing. On a previous episode, I don't remember what it said, like six, episode six, we had talked about Spider-Man. Yeah. And we had said, you know, we really think that there's going to be a Sinister Six. Sinister Six has actually been, That's been confirmed. Yeah, confirmed at this point, yeah. So now the, the new question is, who's all going to be in it? And Sinister Six, we know to this point. Um, what, Personal we, people you would like to do seeing it first. I'd like to see a, a better job of the Sandman, I think. I'd really like to see Craven. Yeah, Craven would be great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, such a weird character, but he'd be so perfect. Uh, that could be actually a really horrifying um, uh, lineup, I think. With with these villains, like Electro, as a Spider-Man villain, is always that kind of guy that, yes, he exists. Oh. And he's, you know, oh, I was thinking, what, dude, what I just got? thought about this. Okay. We were probably overthinking a villain. Okay. Dr. Uh, Croc. Um, what's his name? The, the guy from last last movie. I, oh, the lizard. The lizard. Yeah, Dr. they could. Connors. Yeah, they could uh, probably bring him back, like break him out and be like, "Dude, you're with us." I don't know if they should. You think know. so? I think um, after they kind of destroyed his old lizard thing with the antidote in the last one, he's too easily defeatable now. They know yeah. they can expect it. Then he kind of had a breakdown where he was at the end, he was helping Peter because he saw what the wrong, you know, the errors of his yeah. ways. And a little, if you say in the end of the movie, like any good, you know, Marvel film goer should do, seriously, real quick, any of you who leave a Marvel movie early after the credits start rolling, you are an idiot. Yeah, huge idiot. You should pay double the price to go see that movie and pay for my ticket because, gosh, I mean, it's, it's half, and you, you paid like, Especially the race these days, like eight fifty. Yeah, for real. See one of these movies. You should see the entire thing. Maybe you don't want to see the credits, but sit there and you know, look at your phone or talk to somebody while you're, you know, the credits are rolling. Because at the very end, there's always that little hidden scene that in every Marvel movie, it may not be a huge, mind. you know, big important thing to you, but considering what you're paying for this, I don't see why you'd want to leave. To be honest, and then be out. You know, people are talking about it, talking about the next one. You're like, what? What are we talking about? What do you like, mean? It was in the movie theater. Yeah. Oh, well, I left early, and then if you said it to me, I'd probably, I'd probably start kicking you, to be honest, because it's a huge. It happens every <laughs> time too. You go half the. What am I talking about? Half, ninety percent leave. 
We just get up and walk out of the theater. And I sit there and I'm just like, every single time I'll say the exact same thing. What idiot leaves a Marvel movie early? And a lot of them will look back and give me this glare like, who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Speak up when I leave. I'm just going to be sitting there just watching the screen because I don't care what you guys are doing. This is your own thing. But, you know, I'm there to see the the full thing. But, again, think of it as a good time to to go pee. If you don't like watching the credits, go pee. Oh, there you go. Refill your popcorn. Well, lately, lately though, with all the the, the late uh, Marvel movies, all these uh, recent ones, they've kind of like sometimes have they have like two Easter eggs. Like you know, that's in, true. In the uh, the Avengers, they had they did have right two. after like the immediate. A lot of people cast, didn't didn't stay for it either. That was the weirdest thing. There's there's two Easter eggs in that one, and you know, it's right after you know the, they had like the uh, the frontlining cast. They had one with like Thanos in it and everything mm-hmm. like that, and then right at the very end, they had the one with the shawarma. But you know, with that in mind, you, you know, don't leave the theater at all. You might miss like two different scenes. Exactly. But uh, you never know which one's gonna. I brought this up because at the end of Spider-Man, they had uh, that scene, you know, with uh, in the cell. Uh, Doctor Connors is there, and the reason I'm saying this is because the way he reacted to leaving Harry, leaving why did I say Harry, um, the way they reacted to leaving Peter alone um, tells me that yeah, he clearly doesn't want to be part of this anymore. He's sorry for what he did, but he, you know. But I think it'd be a cool thing if they could bring because they got four movies now for yeah. Spider-Man. So I think they, they could bring him back if they wanted to. But I don't know if they should in the second one though, not right away. Yeah, probably not right away. I mean, I'd really like to see Craven in it, and I'd always, I'd really like to see a new look on uh, Doctor Octopus. Yeah, because uh, the way they depicted him in the the Tobey Maguire series was oh, that was bogus. Is what that it was. was. That was like like what I was thinking. This is kind of what I think they they might they might do. I think what they might might have is like they might introduce him because you know how Harry Osborn is supposed to be in the movie. Yes. Oh, we'll talk about that in a second too. Yeah, but I think what's going to happen is they're going to be talking to him. They're going to bring him in, and be like, "Oh, yes, they're one of our new head scientists here at Oscorp," and they're going to walk and be like, "Oh, what's that suit?" And it's going to be his arms, the octopus arms, and you know, like a full-on suit. And he's going to be like, "That's that's nothing. That's just a separate project." Really, what it is, this is Doctor Octopus. Suit. Yeah, yeah, and then they could uh, release the Sinister Six with Doc Ock and all the other cats yeah. in the third one, which would be, you know, a, a nice lead into it. That would be something nice. They could even use that as one of like, their secondary Easter eggs. You know, you stay like a couple minutes, you get the Doc Ock. You stay like the rest of it, and you get something more important. But um, okay, two things that, uh, well, two actors so far that have been announced to be playing um, these different characters of Spider-Man universe. Um, Chris Cooper. That's his yeah. Name. Will be playing uh, Norman Osborn, which I think is actually a pretty good choice. He's a little bit more of an older aspect, and not like they couldn't do obviously they can do makeup and hair dye and that kind of stuff. But I like the idea of an older Norman Osborn because in the first movie they talked about him being sickly, even on the verge of death. Yeah, I he think. was kind of just like a silhouette. Yeah, that, they, 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 they never actually showed him. Cause yeah. I, I think at the time they didn't have an actor for him. Yeah, but now they do. They have Norman Osborn is going to be introduced in the second one as Norman Osborn, not necessarily as a Green Goblin. Hopefully, gosh, please don't do that. That'd be so horrible. I know. Uh, Unless but, they somehow, I don't know, if they somehow get a good twist on it, like make they, it look good. Yeah, if they make it look good. But you know, the, having, t- you know, Spider-Man fight him in the first, you know, trilogy, having him right away, here's your biggest enemy, Spider-Man. Why don't you go ahead and defeat him right now? That's ridiculous. I think what they should do is, since they're making four movies, have him the last villain. Yeah, that should be a good way. To, but see, because here's the thing. Well, so far, all we know is that he will be introduced in the second one as Norman Osborn. We have nothing on the Green Goblin yet. And then in the third one, um, again, this is Chris Cooper talking and um, possibly even some rumor mixed in, he will be a full-blown uh, villain mm-hmm. in the third one. It will be a very active antagonist. So it's the second one, if I had to make a guess, is, that, is the one where he ends up dying. 
Okay, I'm I'm gonna make a guess and say Norman Osborn's gonna end up dying, and that's where Harry Osborn's gonna end up becoming the Green Green Goblin. And on that note, Harry Osborn has been cast as uh, Dean DeHaan. Uh, we talked about him recently. He was the kid in the Chronicle movie, the, yeah. one, the one that went bad and everything. And I think it's a beautiful choice for uh, Norman Osborn. And um, they're kind of veering away from like the uh, the actual physical characteristics of the characters in the comics. I think in this, because um, you know in the comics they're all basically like. They're not even really high school students, like college students in the, in the yeah. original ones. And they're all like older and they've got their own things going on. But in this, and it's kind of the same lines uh, where they have, you have a different twist, but um, no, uh, Norman, Chris Cooper, and then his son, uh, Harry, I could definitely see him as uh, Dean DeHaan, mm-hmm. I think, working as, you know, that. Because in the Chronicle, we talked about this with the Star Wars thing, how he has, this, he has this look to him. Like he could easily be written in as a character who could be really friendly. But then, if he's got like a dark side to him, he got this this underlying shadow in his eyes that makes him just look like he'd be really angry. Yeah. So, which I see him is if yeah, Norman, if he died in the first one, in the second one, I mean, um, they could easily bring back in yeah. the third one, have a Harry running completely rampant as the as the Green Goblin. Real quick before we bring the podcast to an end, who do you think was the guy in black at the end of Spider Man One that meets with the lizard in the cell? That's right. Uh, all we got on him is he has a bowler hat, a uh, bowler cap, I guess is what you call it. I, you know, looking at over and over and over again at the the scene, kind of like what I did at the end of uh, Avengers. I got the Thanos. I was like, oh, you know, let's look at the physical characteristics and depict who this is. Uh, looking at this guy, always always this hat, and you got kind of a rough, kind of a grunt of a voice. Was really all it was. So do you, do you have any guesses on who it could be? I um. I would actually think it could be something, you know, based... Well, I wish I had, like, the, the script in front of me, like, line for line to see what he said. Because mm-hmm. that can also give away a whole lot. Yeah, good. But um, he... Um, I'm just going to go r- run through the scene in my mind real quick. Um, Dr. Connors obviously knew who he was. Yes. I would even say he would possibly have been a co-worker. The way he... Um, they seem to be on the same level of where they understood the science to be that Connors was running. And... Um, so there's a good chance it could be Norman. I would say, yeah, it could, it could be Norman. So your guess very well, or, is Norman? No, not, not specifically. I would say it could be. Um, but I'd... Uh, at one point, I actually wanted to say it was Doc Ock. Yeah? Because, you know... Of how cause, he, he looked? Yeah, because kind of how he his looked. Presence. Kind of his presence that he kind of gave off and how he seemed to be kind of on the same line as Connors. I would think, oh, they all work for Oscorp. He's going to be, you know, like, he's going to be a more devious uh, employee and then go off, not trying yeah. to help him necessarily himself, but to help, you know. It could be the guy that makes all the uh, suits. Ooh, that's a good way to, yeah, the tinkerer. The tinkerer. It could be, because with the Sinister uh sorry, with the Sinister Six coming out in the third one and Electro and the Rhino, both in the second one, um, and, and he said Scorpion in the second, or oh, yeah. the third one. The third one. Okay. It's, he's confirmed for the third one, but he could be in... Basically, depending on what storyline you come from, all of these characters at one point were affected by the Tinkerer in their suits either being constructed by or um, in some cases, um, uh, you know, basically he's kind of manipulating them yeah. in certain ways. And that Not would the, be... Cause, Puppet Master. Because when you think about it, um, Spider-Man, yes, he he came out of basically what you know an Oscorp experiment with the whole spider and you know, that kind of stuff. That the radioactive spider, uh, you know, face or cell block of their building. I think uh, if the Tinker was in some way involved in this, this superhuman, um, you know, 
discovery chain. You know, trying to make Electro with his, you know, the ability to charge electricity and the Rhino is a super strength in his suit and all this kind of stuff. I think if the Tinkerer was to be the villain in the third one, as like kind of like the the you know the like you're saying the master puppeteer behind mm-hmm. the Sinister Six, yes, that would be a really good plot twist. I think to try to slowly incorporate in the second one. You know what though, I'm actually having second thoughts. I've actually kind of thought this for a couple of days now on who it could actually be. Okay. So you notice how they kind of they're swaying away from the classic look, because like Electro instead of being a green and yellow suit, he's just all blue. Has you know literally just electric. Yeah. I think it could be Mysterio. No, no starfish on his face. Mysterio could be the guy in the, oh. the shadows. Oh. He's a guy that's also in the Sinister Six. That's true. He could definitely be a part of that. And I think since, you know, he came in and he's kind of wearing the hat, he could be holding a different look for him since Mysterio can pretty much port, kind of do, you know, what kind yeah, of his kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, anything. That's how he could have got in and out. Wow. Unannounced. Yeah, because he just kind of was in the cell and then he was just gone. Then he was gone. Whoa. Okay. So if you're going to look that way, there's gonna, a good chance. I'm going to say Mysterio. Uh, I'd like to hear uh, comments and see some emails on yeah, who that could be. That'd be great. If we can get some emails on what you guys think of who you think that was at the end of... Amazing Spider-Man 2. That would be glorious. But like always, we can't let you leave without a death battle. We have to answer the first one first. Okay. Who do you think? We had Ezio versus... Um, I can't forget his name again. Splinter Cell. <laughs> it's a Splinter <laughs> Cell guy. Uh, who, who was that? The, Sam. Was it Sam? Uh, so yeah, it was, it was Sam from Splinter Cell. I think... Um, gosh. I mean, you Sam, both... Yeah, Sam Fisher. You both think that uh, Assassin's Creed would win. I, I was going to say Ezio, yeah. just because oh, um, I would actually like to hear a better rundown on Sam Fisher. Could you provide one of those, do you think? Not a huge one, but I could uh, p- provide you that he's almost the Punisher. Okay, yeah. I'm Essentially. Just so if you, want a, if you want a quick rundown, it's the wep- Punisher. Weapons expert. Yeah. And, trained, you know. He's basically a trained assassin, and he's a, a marksman. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, here's the thing. Ezio... In his own right, um, it might be necessarily limited to the weapons category or kind of relying on knives because the gun thing is kind of a... Yeah, it's an underlying kind of weapon that is just a fun aspect of the game. Um, but uh, as far as guns go, Ezio's kind of at a lack for that. But he also has the ability to disappear completely into a crowd. You know, you'll have... Yeah. You know, maybe the maybe the guards of the Renaissance area in Italy were just idiots. But... <laughs> For the most part, he's able to disappear without a single hint of his place, and you know he's able to always call on his his own assassins there constantly. Which That's is, why I said the Brotherhood uh, at CL because you had the capability of having your own little guys running around that constantly have your back. I mean, if you want to make a, you know you know whistle in a certain way, you know send an arrow volley and anybody yeah. in the vicinity is dead. But um, what were you gonna say? About well, that? you see Sam though, you can look at it like this. He's a one man show, and he does whatever he wants and he's very stealthy he goes yeah. in he's kind of like a 007 means like the black panther oh oh okay that's a good way to put it i think um but yeah you know if you're gonna even take away Ezio's little minions i think he would still be dominant in uh yeah. for one in a hand hand um definitely he definitely um, in hand to hand and uh i think range though he would he would die yeah, if it's ranged, he'd probably... Because one's well, using modern weapons. Yeah, well, yeah, one's using modern weapons, and but, you know, even beyond that, though, um, Ezio has kind of, if you, you know, in the gameplay, and uh, 
in the the second one in Revelations. Um, there's a lot more weapon. You a lot, a lot more gun uh, use. And again, it might be like a single load shot kind of rifle that's being fired at you. But there's different techniques he's got for you know for dodging that kind of stuff. But I, I would still say just Ezio, you know, just because. Yeah, even if he did have his sights on him, and Ezio was aware of it, which is normally the case, being an assassin, you kind of don't have a whole lot of a, a lack of paranoia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, you just lose himself in a crowd, pop up right behind you out of nowhere, and then what you got? Back, you, got, you, got you got a couple blades going up through your heart, and bleh, off the rooftop, all the villagers on the ground are just kind of staring at a body, don't really know what to do with it, just kind of go about the rest of their day. So That's a Renaissance Italy for you, apparently. Based on uh, Ubisoft's <laughs> depiction of um, exactly what would happen if a dead body fell in the middle of the streets, but again, um, that's the answer to the last death battle. Um, I'd, like to hear, I'd like to hear comments on that too. Yeah, uh, I would really. Like how to you guys thought about that. that? I mean, there's probably tons of different, you know, um, fans of Sam Fisher that are going to be like, no, 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 you know, you're looking at it all wrong, and I'd like to hear that. So yeah, that'd be great to hear. So yeah. if you're already emailing us on the uh, the uh, whole, uh, you know villain from End of the Spider-Man thing, go ahead and, go ahead and uh, stop your paragraph and write the second one Yeah, based on this, too. Uh, new death new, battle, new though. death battle, though. Since we're talking about the Rhino, I figured we had to give him a oh, death yeah. battle. Yeah. And I figured who else would be a better matchup against him in the DC Comics than Solomon Grundy? Ooh. So the Rhino versus Solomon Grundy. Who's going to win this battle of the brute? Yeah. Get back to us. Follow us like always. You can find us on iTunes. And we have our own website. And that's still due. 